You know, Mardi Gras is just something that I wish that everybody in the Southwest Louisiana area or, you know, the surrounding states come down and see this. It's not going anywhere. It's only going to increase. The Mardi Gras tradition that we have here is vibrant. It's just something that's different. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard. And I'm Jillian Quarter. We're excited to bring you the authentic stories and experiences of Southwest Louisiana with all the tools you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. We continue the show with another conversation with Mardi Gras Cruz, this time going with Crew of Omega for episode 36 here of the podcast. Uh, the only crew actually in town to have their own Mardi Gras parade. A fun conversation to kind of have to see another side of crews here in Lake Charles. Uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Of course, we're going to start the show, as always, with a taste of Southwest Louisiana in a segment we call On V.E.s. This week, we head over to Biscuits and Jams, opening back in 2022, husband and wife duo. How do you like that? Love that. Love that for them. (laughs) Yeah. Marilyn and Alton Hess opened it, and it really is a spot that has taken off over the last year or so in North Lake Charles. It's really like captivated the city. Like It Mm -hmm. is held in so high regard for what they do because it's all handmade. And done so in like a fun way that it's like every dish it brings out is really impressive. Yeah, as we were sitting there and every plate that went by caught my eye and I'm like, ooh, well, what's that? What's that? What did they order? One thing I love about this place, when you walk in and sit down, you feel like you're walking into someone's home and sitting at their kitchen table. Yeah, oh yeah. I love that feel, especially, I mean, even their assortment of mason jars for drinks and a variety of coffee cups kind of thing. Uh, it just, it all feels like home when you're there. And it is a seat yourself. So when you kind of come in, you're like, wait, do I need to just go sit down? They'll come and take care of you uh, when they kind of make their rounds. And so all of a sudden, like you said, you know, it does feel like that you're in someone's home for a little bit mm-hmm. um, and you're going to eat like it too. Yes. Um, it's, it's that cozy feeling. You're you're welcomed immediately, and uh, you you just feel like they're going to take good care of you, and they do. They're only open a few hours a day, so they specialize in breakfast and brunch. You know, their breakfast options, of course, they've got stuff like French toast, stuffed French toast, waffles, pancakes. You've got your biscuits and gravy, omelets, pretty much that standard breakfast fare. Um, kind of elevated as well. Then for brunch, they've got things like seafood and grits, shrimp and grits, hash, smothered fries, burgers, and so much more. What's funny is when you look at the menu, each side of the menu is almost like a different restaurant. There's mm-hmm. so many different options and styles. Uh, you could probably go every day for a month and get something probably a little different. Yet it's not one of those overwhelming menus. Sometimes you go places and it's for sure. Several pages long. This isn't. They know what they do well, and man, they're not. It's a, they're it's not a bunch kidding. of it, though. It's a lot. There's a of lot it. of options, but it's not overwhelming. No, I and agree. they know what they do well. They've honed in on what's the best thing that they're going to deliver on, and it's it's absolutely great. Um, let's start because it's biscuits and jams. Let's start with the biscuits. Yeah, definitely homemade. You know, it's that kind of round biscuit there you could tell it's homemade if you break it apart the way i describe it it's flaky but substantial yes it's not just falling apart 
tough to eat. It, it holds thing. together well. It does. It holds together. And of course, pairing it with some of their uh, homemade jams. I think we had the peach and apple. The, that apple butter and the peach. And that peach has that hint of cinnamon on it. Uh, both of them really flavorful, not overly sweet, but you, you don't want them to be overly sweet. So they, no. I think they did really well with the salty, buttery biscuit. And both jams were really, really good, uh, which you can also buy them at the front of the store as well. That's right. That's right. They have them uh, in jars at the front of the store. Really good. I understand why they named the restaurant after them. So I ordered the sloppy hash, which is fresh diced potatoes uh, with gravy sauteed with jalapenos, onion, pepper, cheese, bacon, sausage, and a fried egg on top. It was so good. Golden, crispy potatoes, sausage and bacon for some protein. Uh, The gravy is a perfect topping along with that cheese and a sunny side up egg really adds something special to it. Yeah. Um, And as much as that sounds like, it's not overwhelming with too many flavors battling each other. It's just like that perfect... Everything you would want for breakfast, it's all in one bowl, and it's really easy to eat. That might sound weird, but th- it's all chopped up just perfectly. Our two-and-a-half-year-old was with us when we ate, and he, he, I think, devoured half the blade. Absolutely loved it. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's that perfect breakfast bowl, right? Yeah, like, it's everything you could want yeah. for breakfast. Uh, as for me, I went more of the brunch feel. I did shrimp and grits. Uh, so they're house-made grits. They've got Gouda cheese. They saute their shrimp in butter, onions, bell peppers, and tomatoes, just kind of that um, Cajun trinity there, uh, add tomatoes, to kind of cook it down. And it was really buttery and, and like super cheesy. Their grits are top, top notch. It was so filling. There was a ton of shrimp. Overall, like a really good flavor. I think it is worth mentioning, though, when you hear shrimp and grits, oftentimes you think of the Creole style you'll see in New Orleans and the rest of Louisiana where they use like a red-eye gravy. You have this a darker was, sauce. Yeah, yeah, this was not a tomato-based red-eye gravy or anything like that. This was very much a butter sauce that's done with the grits. So it's very good with the shrimp, but just know that going in. Yeah, I think that makes it a little bit lighter and for makes sure. more sense for breakfast or brunch. Yeah, um, and, and so it was very good, but it is worth noting, I think. We also then moved on to the banana-stuffed bacon French toast, or the bacon-stuffed banana French toast. <laughs> It, it had everything. Yeah, it really did. So it's French toast, and it's stuffed with bacon. They have a cream cheese there, and then bananas uh, as well. And they sprinkle it, of course, with powdered sugar and a bourbon banana nut syrup that you get on the side there. Um, and did I also mention that there was bacon? Tons of bacon in there. Uh, so it's that perfect, like, mm-hmm. salty uh, and the sweetness from the banana and the kind of the syrup there. Um, there are also syrup on the table, so you could have added more. I didn't think it needed it, but you absolutely could if you wanted a little bit sweeter there. Yeah. And these are like big, thick pieces of toast. For sure. Um, that even without the toppings, cause I snagged a piece that didn't have anything on it. Just plain, if you will, was delicious. So good. Cooked so well, that perfect little crisp to it. Yep. Um, the banana nut syrup was to die for. That was delicious. It was awesome. And- I don't know what they do with their cream cheese. It's like a whipped cream cheese situation. Yeah, they whipped that cream cheese there in the middle. It was so good. It was so delicious that I kept thinking, well, how do I recreate this at home? Because I've never had cream cheese that tastes like this before. It was absolutely uh, incredible. And all of these meals are big. 
Yeah, um, I was going to say we ordered like we ordered three <laughs> things. This was too much for both of us to finish, and with two kids helping. Yeah, no, no, no. It was it was, it was a lot of food. Um, we took it home, and hey, good news, it reheats well. Oh, for sure. So that it, I mean, it, there's and there's so many options. There's so many other things that we wanted to try. The stuffed sure. waffles were something that I was looking at. Um, the burger looked great and there's, there's so many options to kind of try. So it's a place you could visit two days in a row and kind of get completely different meals too. So, and I want to say this, when we walked in there, um, (laughs) it was packed. It was packed. So many people you can tell love this place. It is a staple. We mm-hmm. went on a Sunday morning and you could tell these people are probably there every Sunday morning. There, there are clearly some regulars, I think. And um, it's a very popular place. You don't want to miss your chance to to go try out biscuits and jams. I agree. Located in Simmons Street in North Lake Charles, only about a five minute drive off of I-10. So it can be incorporated into a quick stop if that's what you need it to be. Uh, it's a great place to try. Uh, and, you know, get a real taste of Southern breakfast. Yeah. They have a sign there in the, in the shop that said, mind, body, and soul all need to be fed. And this is the place you can get that done. Biscuits and jams in Lake Charles. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Leo Colquitt, a Lake Charles native and member of the crew of Omega. He's a proud member of the Rokai chapter of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity and a self-proclaimed man of many hats. Welcome to the show, Leo. Thank you. How you doing, man? Great. So, Leo, um, of course, Southwest Louisiana, you know this, is known for big city amenities and small town charm, which makes for a variety of experiences that somebody can add to their itinerary when visiting Southwest Louisiana. From outdoor adventures to national and regional entertainment, we've got it all here. But before we get started and talk about Mardi Gras, we ask each guest a few questions to let our listeners know you a little bit better and know how you play in Louisiana's playground. Uh Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Crawfish or gumbo? Oh, I would say gumbo is just a little bit less messy, but I love crawfish. So yeah. spicy crawfish. Crawfish if somebody else is cooking it and cleaning up after. Yeah, that, that's a plus, you know, but I, I, my wife loves crawfish, so uh, she constantly makes me boil it at the house as often as possible. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, if we can go with the gumbo, if it's cold enough, yes. It doesn't have to be cold for crawfish. Okay. So so, so you're a, uh, it has to be gumbo season type of person. Uh, yeah, kind of, oh, because I don't really want to burn it out. You know, oh, I kind of like, I like the cold weather gumbo. You know, it's, it's, it's December, January, February, good gumbo. And then after that, I can indulge in the crawfish for as long as we can get it, you know? I agree with you. I think there is a gumbo season. It's It makes it more special if you don't have it year-round, right? That's right. That's Y'all right. are just hurting my feelings. <laughs> okay, next question. Poolside or beachside? I love the beach because I don't get the chance to do it as often, okay? So anytime I get the chance to go to the beach, I just gaze off into the water and you know and i really enjoy it but uh the pool is is so much easier to get to uh <laughs> i have uh frat brothers that uh throw pool parties yeah. so we go and, and we're always in the pool man especially in the summertime you know down here it's it's extremely hot so it's the probably the easiest way to get cool and the pool is that great escape that's it man you got to get in it dive in <laughs> okay last question concert or comedy show I love to laugh. 
if I could do both, I will. <laughs> um, but I, I love music. Yeah. Um, from old music to new music, some of the new artists I, I can, I like. And some of the older artists I really, really like. Some things I listen to, then some things I just listen to the the, the melody of the beat because it just sounds really catchy. And yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, maybe not all, all the things that they say in the music, yeah. but <laughs> I, I do like the beat majority of the time. Sure. Yeah. You know, but uh, uh, I, I, if I had to choose, I would say a concert because uh, I... My wife loves to dance. And okay. So I will dance with her. That's one thing I will do. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. Well, let's shift the focus now uh, to the reason that you're here to help us promote Mardi Gras, all that we have, uh, the offerings that we do, and then the uniqueness of what you guys as crew of Omega bring to the table. What is the story of your crew? Because it's not the traditional Mardi Gras crew that most people are familiar with. Right. Okay. So. Our crew, uh, the way this started, it was not a, a part of Mardi Gras, okay? So we used to throw a ball every year, and we would have a queen that we would select, okay? And then we would parade that queen around North Lake Charles, okay, uh, for her parade. And then we would do the ball, okay? So then things changed over years. Uh, they started announcing the queen during the ball, you know, so you would have your candidates there and then you would hear about the who sh- who was the winner. Right. And then so the parade would come after. Okay. So then that's how it uh, became our annual um, Christmas ball, which we do every December. And then now the parade is in February during Mardi Gras season which we pick a Saturday that we're going to do it on. And uh, we don't do the queen thing anymore. We just do a grand marshal now. But we, uh, we that's, that's kind of how that has evolved over the years into our own Mardi Gras parade, which was something that started as a parade just in North Lake Charles to bring the community out and celebrate the queen that we selected for that year. And I think what's interesting is that most people join a crew as kind of a quasi fraternity, whereas you guys worked backwards from that. You were a fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi, that then became a quasi crew. And that so I correct. think that's such an interesting dynamic there. How do you feel like that that's kind of increased your brotherhood and really increased being able to showcase it more so into the community? Well, it's 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 a tradition. You know, it's something that was going on well before me. You know, and I enjoy uh, being a part of it and maintaining it and keeping the essence of it going. So uh, it's very exciting, you know, just getting prepared for it and trying to get everything to go to to go and, and as you plan it, you know, to try to keep the schedule going and things like that. And, and just to make sure that it goes on every year, you know, because as I get older, I want to make sure that that tradition extends and uh, the young brothers that come along behind me can, you know, feel a a, a obligation and a will and a want to be able to continue the tradition and push it on. And this will be fifty eight years this Ooh, year, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a long time, man. I, I believe it is fifty eight years, um, but 
uh, that I believe is official. That is the official number. I know there's been the COVID years sure, and things sure, like sure. that uh, that we haven't had it, but uh, I believe that is correct. The correct number, fifty-eight years. It is, and you have. You know, we talked earlier. You you have children, and yeah, you want to leave this legacy, this this group. Um, maybe when you're done with it, as you grow out and a new leadership group comes in, like your son might be doing the same thing, That's right? Correct. That's, That's really special. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, um, how old is this fraternity? Well, the fraternity itself, uh, Omega Psi Phi was founded in 1911. Okay. So our chapter here in Lake Charles, Louisiana was founded in 1955. Okay. And then we have a undergrad chapter, which is in on Magnesis campus that was uh, established in 1971. Okay, great. So it's a, it's a long tradition here. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just keep inducting brothers and, and, and trying to keep growing our fraternity. That's wonderful. So tell me um, what kind of makes up your fraternity here in this Lake Charles chapter? H- how does it all work? Because some of you guys are obviously not in college anymore. And I think a lot of people are probably more familiar with um, fraternities within schools. Right. So as you, as you go to college and you express interest into a fraternity, and I'm specifically going to speak on Omega Sci-Fi, you know, we have, uh, that's our duty once we graduate college is to go out and seek out and find a grad chapter to be a part of no matter where you go. You know, you can leave uh, Lake Charles here and you can go to California or New York or wherever you want to go and you can find a grad chapter to join and be a part of and be a part of their traditions and the, the community service that they do in that area. That's great. So keep that going. Yes. Long yes. after school's over. Yes. Yes. We are a fraternity that uh, loves to do things uh, as a community and and, and keep uh, uh, keep traditions alive. You know, so that that once you once you graduate from college, this is not over with. This is uh, now you enter the, the the grad chapter of it and the, and the life part of it. And it's so much uh, mo- so much more. Uh, that goes into it, into the grad chapter than just being in college. You know, college, you have schoolwork and and athletics and things mm-hmm. to be involved in that takes you away. But once you become part of the grad chapter, you get to the business of Omega and how to continue to keep traditions and then also how to keep the undergrad chapter um, it, it going in the right direction. And to add to the uniqueness of the situation of you guys, y'all are also the only crew to put on its own parade here in Lake Charles. Yes, that is What correct. is that like? So it, it's it's a great feeling because, like we said, this this parade and, and the reason why we did what we do is for the African-American community, okay? So that is one of the reasons why our parade is on its own day, and we have our own route. You know, if you notice, our route is completely different than the regular route. You know, people leave the Civic Center and they go down Ryan Street. Ours goes down uh, Broad Street and then turns on Enterprise and Mill and come back up. And that way we can uh, grasp more of our African-American community, which is more we're spread out now, more mm-hmm. often now, but, you know, back then it was more just the North Lake Charles. And so we try to keep that tradition of keeping it in that area to where 
uh, those that may not be able to have the transportation to get to the parade route can just walk out their front door, you know, and, and go to an area that is a little bit closer for them to get to. Well, to see Mardi Gras uh, really further expand in the black community uh, with there's it seems to be a, you know, a new uh, all black crew kind of each year almost mm-hmm. kind of come up. What is that like as someone seeing that, I guess, from afar and knowing that you're kind of in that, I don't know, almost a leadership position being that you guys are the most prominent crew mm-hmm. uh, to see it really growing in the black community and continuing and beyond just growing, just thriving, I would say. Yeah, I well, you know, I'm I'm from Lake Charles, so I grew up in Lake Charles. So I grew up uh, with a proud tradition of my grandparents being a part of the chicken run. Okay, mm-hmm. so my grandparents are Lena Olena and Peter Craychan. Okay, so when the chicken run would pass down Prater Street and Goss Boulevard, uh, they would stop off at my grandfather's house. And we would throw the chicken up. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what a chicken run is, <laughs> it's some tradition behind it, okay? <laughs> so, you know, you get these kids involved and you get that chicken out and you get them all around and you throw it up in the air and whatever kid that grabs that chicken gets a prize. And I've been a part of that as a child and I love to see the children do it today. And being a part of Omega and this Rokai chapter by having our parade, uh, we it's it's now I get the chance to be in the parade and throw out the beads and everything and not just standing on the side watching and collecting the candy and the beads. And now I get the chance to throw out those type of things and, and, and just keep that tradition going for the younger generation. You know, I look down off that float and I see the younger black kids that were just like me that looked up mm-hmm. to the people on that parade float and be like, man, I want to be on that float one day. Yeah. You know, and. And I got the chance to do that, and I and I could and I cherish it, man. I could t- I want to continue this. This is something that's it's just fun. Yeah. As adults, sometimes we we look at it, and we see these kings and queens and everybody riding all the floats in these big elaborate costumes, and sometimes we might feel silly doing that kind of thing, right? But you look at these kids, and no, they are they are looking at you like true royalty. It's magic. Yes. It is yes. magic. Yes, it truly is magic. So, for someone who's never been to your parade, what is that experience like? Well, you're going to get the opportunity to um, dance and you know see all the different four wheelers and parades. You know, uh, you're going to get the chance to see the different schools in the area because uh, we extend that invitation out to the schools uh, if it's a school re- related. Uh, um, crew or you know like if it's ROTC or you know maybe a a beta club or something like that or any at any one of the Kekishu Parish schools uh they get into it free there's no entry they just need to come uh fill out the paperwork and they can be a part of it um now you know when it comes down to other crews and uh dance companies and things like that you know we we have something for them to fill out and they will have an entry to pay or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to the schools and, and, and the Kekishu parish, we, we want them involved. Yeah. You know, this is a community based event and our schools and our children are a part of that. And if they can make it into the parade, we want them there. Now you mentioned four wheelers, you mentioned 
uh, maybe ROTC club. So you have walking, you walking, four wheelers. What all is? Well, yeah, we got uh, we have walking crews, dancing crews. Uh, just like if you are, if you're a part of the uh, breast cancer society, and you feel like doing some walking, this is great for you. Be able, you can come and be a part of this, you know, and uh, uh, different made up crews, you know, that are that have been made up over the years, or you may just have a book club, and you want to be a part of it. You and your girlfriends, or or you and your friends, or your guy friends, y'all can be a part of it. And and put your truck in it, put your car in it, you know, whatever you want. It's we we don't uh, say it just needs to be particular to a specific vehicle mm-hmm. or a specific um, group or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's a wide variety of groups, uh, and we just want the community to come out and just be a part of it and expand and and, and throw some good throws out. Crew do always gumbo season. Oh, you're going to make your own? Yeah. Okay. Just letting people know. <laughs> Send out a mass invite. See who shows up for right, you. Right, right. Are there any special throws or traditions within the parade? Well, we kind of started a little something last year. Uh, we um, we had uh, some bones that we throw out that we put. Uh, so like a, It's like a little dog bone that you get, a uh-huh. cowhide bone, and it's painted, and it's... Uh, it's got our uh, traditional colors on it, our purple and our gold, uh, and it's uh, it, it's just something that we we throw out there. It's very selected, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's something that you can take in home and you can put it on your fireplace mantle and and you can collect them if you get one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Y'all, you guys, you were telling me there's only give or take it's, thirty or so. Yeah, it's a selected amount. I'm not exactly a. a you know, each brother can can buy as many as they sure. want to throw. So that's why I can't give you a specific number, but it can be it can be very very minimal. But you you're, know, s- you're special if you catch yeah, one. Yeah, you know, it's like you 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 know you, you get you one of those. It's kind of it's it's gonna be worth it. I promise. Get that dog in you. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why you've kind of talked about this a little bit, especially with your family, but what about Mardi Gras is is so magical for you. Like I said, it's it's a long tradition for me. You know, this is something that I've been seeing since I was five and six years old. So, it, it Mardi Gras is a time and an event that goes on once a year that is just near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I it's it's a proud tradition. You know, and when I even went off to college, it it, it kind of sucked a little bit because I didn't get the <laughs> chance to come home for Mardi Gras, mm. and, and it was something that I looked forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know Mardi Gras is just something that I wish that everybody in the Southwest Louisiana area or you know the surrounding states come down and see this. Mm-hmm. This is it's 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 one of the reasons why Louisiana is one of your happiest enjoyable states you know because we love to be outside first off i don't care if you're just hanging out in the backyard (laughs) we're some outside people we love to we love to be outside and 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 be have the music going you know and just be a part of that tradition it's just something that's different it's vibrant it's not going anywhere it's only going to increase and you know i i encourage people to get out of their homes 
uh, permitting that the weather's, you know, it's not raining on your head. But if it's raining, bring your tent, bring your umbrella, bring your uh-huh. raincoat. Come on out, collect, you know, collect your throws, get your candy and see the beautiful costumes and, and the time that people put in on making these things uh, what they are. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Speaking of Mardi Gras and like Charles, what are some of your favorite traditions that we do here? Oh, man. You know, I love our merchants parade that and I love it when it's just it's nighttime and you get the chance to see the colors and the lights on the parade, you know, parade routes and 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 all of that great stuff, because it it just brings a, a aura. It brings an essence to it that is just magical. You know, and, and you get the chance to be there, you know, on Tuesday and it's all day long, you know, from the from the dog parade and children's parades and and the vehicle parades that come down the road all the way into the night. It's just something that is just beautiful. You know, even with on Saturday when we do our parade, uh, there's gumbo cook offs that go on at the Civic Center. You know, there's there's multiple traditions that are going on all around the area. You know, it's not just confined to one day, you know, and that's what I love about it. You know, the, they started the Lundy Gras thing, you know, years ago. You know, that tradition is, is is a staple, you know, getting a chance on Monday night to go see Keith Frank. You know, mm-hmm. if you haven't did that, that's something to go do, you know. <laughs> and, and, and I'm talking about this from experience as far as being in high school, and being, you know, and going off to college and wanting to come home for Lundy Gras. Yeah. You know, wanting to come home for Tuesday night and, and be here and things like that. And then just roll on into Ash Wednesday and being able to go get your ashes and stuff like that from church. It's just a great week. It's a great month. And I just encourage anybody to come down and see it. Nowhere else like it. Yes. Thanks again to Leo for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day join us on the podcast if you enjoyed the show please follow the podcast leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast if you're listening on apple that plus button right there just just press it right there just do that press that press it all right of course (laughs) pressing that button pew pew uh that helps us grow our audience and further share our unique experiences that lake charles in southwest louisiana has to offer just go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and events happening this weekend. I'm Jillian Quarter, And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. See you.